For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. edition of the Kingdom of Pod. Jeff Caves here on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by Bet Online. Boise State football almost ready to begin fall practice. We'll get into the details, though, about some of the news surrounding college football that affects Boise State directly. Will Boise State be looking to leave the Mountain West Conference? And what about the Mike Alden report? What are the options for Boise State with staying in the Mountain West, going to the American, or if the Big 12 were to expand, or even the Pac-12 were to expand? These are all storylines that are out there. Plus, Carl Benson is going to join me, and Carl will give his thoughts on all those issues as the former WAC commissioner, a former Boise State Bronco, a graduate himself. A lot of details from Carl on expansion, Boise State's options, and what should the Big 8, as it's now known, do with where they're at? So a lot of directions to go, but let's start with the top and how all of the reconfiguration of college football with the impending move of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC and what that may or may not do. And you'll hear Carl talk about this. And um, I I guess as I saw all this unfold, I was anxious to see how quickly the next domino would drop. And it's been much slower. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that that start and end with money. Uh, the television networks are, are giving their opinions to consultants who are passing that on to consultants who are passing that on to schools. They know exactly what's going on. They know their values. And Oklahoma and Texas understood that in televised games that don't involve them, that are in the Big 12, the ratings are comparable to what an average American athletic conference game gets. That's not going to get it done uh, because those two schools were getting their share of the revenue from the television networks, one of the you know 10 shares that were issued. Uh, albeit a little different for Texas because of their network situation. But uh, they're also providing four times the ratings value uh, than the others. And uh, when you carry that much weight and you're providing four times the ratings and you're not getting four times the revenue as the other eight members of your conference, uh, you want to change that. And the reasons that 
a game between Texas Tech and Baylor doesn't resonate is that they've not raised their profile nationally high enough. There's just not enough bandwidth nationally to have that many schools coming out of Texas and dominating because you got five schools here in the state of Texas where I live and they're competing for people's interests. So you splinter what is a huge state in, in here. You just splinter those interests. So I think that's difficult to generate bigger ratings. But nonetheless, that's why I think the Oklahoma and Texas schools decided to move on. They were tired of carrying uh, too much of the baggage around. So where does this leave Boise State now? I, I think that the, the bottom line is we're going to have to wait to find out. It's not going to happen quickly. If the exit strategy for Oklahoma and Texas isn't for another four years, then there's really no rush. The second, uh, another school moves. I do think you'll see uh, some scrambling as conferences try to figure it out. Carl and I will talk about this, and I believe this theory. The, the four conferences minus now the Big 12, now Big 8, are going to have a whole different conversation. I don't know how much they're going to include the Big 12 and where they want to see things go. They've got their own new club of conversations, the AAC, the Pac-12, the Big 10, and the SEC. And I could see them suggest, why should we allow, as in agreed move, why should we allow the now Big 8 to expand back to getting to 10 or to 12 by either grabbing some schools out of the group of five, uh, bringing them into the power five, or rating whoever they could convince to come out of the ACC or the SEC, which would never happen, to join into the Big 12. Um, Because they can simply agree amongst themselves, okay, SEC, uh, we've already taken our two. Now, you other three, you need to grab uh, these eight, and, and you guys have to make this work. Because if we can do that, then we will get rid of the Big 12, We won't have them to contend with in the college football playoff. And all the shares that those schools represent of college football playoff money that would come their way when their conference gets representation or just the cuts that they get would go into the other conferences. So it makes a lot of financial sense to consolidate, consolidate, consolidate. And there's a bigger picture involved down the road, I think, that is the ultimate future for college football's maximization of television ratings and television revenue and you whatever other viewing device revenue is out there like streams and and that's to consolidate to the point where they can compete with the nfl in delivering the united states of america and negotiating as one as the nfl does you got 32 cities and one negotiator and they carve it up into these different networks and away we go it's not how college football does it you got group of five and you got the pack, excuse me, the group of five and the power five. You got 10 different entities competing with the same amount of distributors of video and audio information. Put it that way, because you got streaming services and all this. So I think that's what's coming down the road uh, in the in the backdrop of all this. And I'm going to talk a lot about this with Carl. And I think you guys will really enjoy his viewpoint. He's a commissioner. He gets it. He's in, been in these meetings. He's gone through this before. But when the consultants report was initially conceived the alden report as i'm calling it uh, there was a 
an exercise to be done that was to benchmark the Boise State Athletic Department against other athletic departments in the Mountain West, in the American Athletic Conference, and even in the Power Five. And I want to talk about the importance of all that. First of all, let me get into Bet Online Sports. Have, have they got some opportunities for you? If you uh, are watching the Olympics, I don't think you may have ever thought or dreamed about betting on it, but you can do that at Bet Online. That's where you should go to win some money today. You may have been gambling on the NBA Finals. You can still get into Major League Baseball and what they're doing, but football's coming around as well with futures and props, and you can and wager. But I found it interesting to look at all the different gold medal options, the basketball. You may want to bet on whether the U.S. will win it or not. There's a lot of prop bets there to take a look at. So you can have a lot more fun at home watching uh, the action all this week on the Olympics. If you have a little bit more on the line, you'll also get the latest odds, news, and information. So check out uh, Bet Online. Uh, on the website, you can use your mobile device to join. You can get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So uh, before the next pitch or whatever you're going to be betting on, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Let me get back to this Alden report. I think it's critical, and the, the reason it was all put together was, yes, they needed an athletic director. Yes, they needed a head football coach. And then, of course, they had this benchmarking um, uh, to do. And Alden is a former Missouri athletic director. He's done this for many other schools around the country now. And, you know, he was tasked to to come up with, you know, let, let's look at Boise State and how do they fit academically and financially in the Mountain West and in the Pac-12 and the AAC. Uh, and the bottom line that I took away from it, and then we'll get to Carl Benson's conversation, uh, is, hey, don't go anywhere. Uh, unless you get an offer from a power five because you're getting better money and frankly you're not really that far ahead of anybody in the AAC right now Boise State's television money is better than the current American Athletic Conference deal now I say that because those deals can change if the American Athletic Conference were to take some of the Big 12 on and Boise State I think there'd be a new deal coming and that could all change so that would be new information but I think at the time Alden was doing this analysis that wasn't on the table so this is based on 2019 figures and old information but that's how these things go uh, but Boise State's earning almost two million more than any other Mountain West school uh, where the issue is for Boise State is institutional support and their academic ratings. And when you compare Boise State to a lot of the schools in the American Athletic Conference, they don't stack up. But let's go back to the Mountain West for a second. In the Mountain West, in total revenue, Boise State was number three in 2019 and 2020. Colorado State and San Diego State uh, were ahead. They were tied with UNLV, Boise State was. And you, you can't get too carried away with this because some of these schools consider their revenues differently, what, what constitutes revenue, what doesn't. They have a lot of student fees. They have a lot bigger student bodies. Take us to San Diego State, pretty big school, ditto for UNLV. Uh, Boise State, though, is better than average in the Mountain West Conference in football ticket sales and donor money. Well, the, the thing about that to, to consider here is that the donor money is and at least traditionally has been with the BAA, in direct proportion to season ticket sales. Because you would make a donation to the Bronco Athletic Association if you had certain season tickets in Albertson Stadium. That's donor money. Now you have a whole other uh, set of people who are out looking for people to donate to the athletic department. And that's separate from people who are just looking to buy tickets with a 
built-in rider, if you will, that gave money to the Bronco Athletic Association because you wanted to sit on the 30-yard line with four tickets. And that is something Jeremiah Dickey is changing because these were based on, uh, you know, 2019 figures. Um, I've been to every venue in the conference recently, and I can tell you that, yes, Boise State has a far superior atmosphere, and they are doing better uh, at the gate. Now, the money that's coming to the Bronco Athletic Association is, is better than most in the American Athletic Conference and the Mountain West Conference, but yet it's still declining. And it's gone down now. Uh, it was going down in 19. Of course, it went down in 20. And we'll see how it does now. And I, I'm sure that from, from, from here on out, there could be a totally different reorganization of what is considered revenue and not. I even noticed in the last budget number that came out when the athletic department's budget was over $50 million, I was really curious at what was being considered revenue and what wasn't, and I think those stories will come out, but it doesn't, doesn't concern most of us. It's in the weeds. It's a lot of financial stuff. Uh, but in the end, of, the end of the day, to me, what, what concerns me is the lack of institutional support of the athletic department, and that's not only financial support from the Idaho State government. Um, that's not only the student fee number that comes into the athletic department, that's also the number that comes from the university. In the past, there was a, a maximum amount Dr. Trump could slide into athletics. There may be other mechanisms that provosts and financial geniuses could figure out and how they could help the athletic department. There's plenty of debt there uh, that they have to manage. But um, for years, I've thought the government in, in Idaho is, is uh, unwilling to put athletics at Boise State ahead of other things and whether those are smart other things ahead of it. And, you know, that's not even probably a debate for most of us because a lot of it's just books and pencils for education, period. Uh, that's, that's at least debatable, but it's certainly not in the culture in the state to support Boise State athletics in that way in terms of the way Wyoming supports their athletic department. When you compare Boise State's numbers and finances and how they rank with the AAC, again, the football ticket sales and donor contributions are over the average in the uh, AAC for those schools. The institutional support, though, against the AAC uh, is below average. And when it comes to revenue, Boise State is ranked behind eight athletic, uh, eight AAC teams in total revenue. That's eight. So I think that's another big caution flag before you go joining the AAC and you're ranked ninth in revenue. That would be coming from behind, and that's not a good situation. What was a little alarming to me was the Alden Report's definition of academics at Boise State. And in part, they said the Pac-12 has no interest in Boise State because Boise State's academics rank number 298 through 389 in the U.S. News uh, ranking reports, well below any Pac-12 member. And then Alden went so far as to talk to Dr. Trump, it seemed to me, uh, specifically in asking her and her staff to improve the academic rankings, the enrollment at Boise State, the research, and then put together a series of talking points on a one sheet around conference affiliation and make some connections with who Boise State wants to be associated with in the future. And I think that's something that we can all monitor and maybe put a little different perspective on. Because when you see presidents uh, getting involved in NCAA committees and they're involved in selection committees or management committees or oversight committees, where there's networking going on there. Uh, that's a an asset to the school. That's important to me. And 
If you don't have uh, expanded relationships with influential people that are involved in where Boise State wants to be in the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or, or whatever other conference affiliation, then you got to get on that. Now, is Jeremiah Dickey going to be doing that? I'm sure he can do some of it, but it comes down to some presidential uh, marching orders. And I think Alden was pretty clear about that. Whether or not that is something that Dr. Trump's going to put her higher on her priority list, we'll find out. We'll see. You can you can look and tell and see, okay, where is she spending her time? And if you're somebody that likes to audit that, that would be something to watch uh, when it comes to uh, athletics and how she's supporting it and what she's doing. I think uh, there's certainly some attention paid to the fact that she'll be on the sidelines or she'll be with the students in the in the stands or whatever other sort of tangible ways you, you've seen her in the past. Uh, she's kind of shut down her Twitter account. I think she may have learned some things there about you know managing the image and associated with the university that uh, people get a lot out of control there. So she may have changed uh, where she's going. But I think she understands clearly how important uh, the athletic department is. But I don't know how um, skilled, really, that she is in getting involved in creating relationships with other presidents at Pac-12 schools or um, Big 12 schools, people she doesn't know. I mean, she came from Arizona State, so she's, she's got some opportunities here, but we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, that's not something that I'm going to have, a, 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 I guess, an immediate piece of feedback for you on, but it came from Alden. Make connections with people at places that you want to go. Develop and expand your relationships with influential individuals. Uh, that's networking, and that's a pretty clear uh, piece of advice uh, from Alden to her. Let me get to Carl Benson, though, and where uh, Carl's coming from. He's joined me several times on this uh, the Believe Podcast Network and our Kingdom of Pod, Boise State Football Podcast. I enjoy my conversations with Carl. Certainly we go into the weeds financially, but uh, there's so many things going on that will impact Boise State's future that I think his perspective is valuable. He attended Boise State. He was a baseball coach at Boise State. He played baseball at Boise State. And he was a conference commissioner at the MAC, at the Sun Belt, at the WAC. So he has tremendous experience. And I started, you know, talking to Carl about Mountain West expansion, how that will work out. What are Boise State's realistic options? Could they get into the Big 12, the AAC? And, and now, what should happen with those schools remaining in the Big 8? What should they do without Oklahoma and Texas anymore? Well, again, I think the immediate uh, reaction from the you know, those eight universities is, you know, is how do we, you know, how do we survive? And, you know, can they stay at eight? Absolutely, they can stay at eight. And, you know, there was a, there was a big eight conference that was around a lot of years that uh, several of those schools, you know, from Oklahoma State to Iowa State to Kansas and Kansas State, mm-hmm. uh, I believe those were the four that, you know, were part of the big eight conference for many, many years. So uh, I think that, that there, there needs to be a little bit of a, you know, just take a deep, take a deep breath. Uh, but as we saw yesterday, Mr. Bowlesby, you know, comes out firing and, and, you know, applaud him for standing up for his, you know, for his conference. And, and I, I recall him without going back 25 years, um, you know, I was in the same boat when, when my conference was damaged by a group of presidents. I reacted and, you know, we lawyered up and that's exactly what the big, you know, the big 12 is doing today. They they're threatening ESPN with the season desist. 
Uh, I mean, this is this is uh, this is a this is a turf war. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, strategically speaking, then, if if you're sitting in the Big 12's uh, chair, is that the way to roll? I mean, forget about the lawsuits with ESPN, because expansion's what everybody would like to see. If you're a Boise State fan, or maybe even a, a top end of the AAC, but Looking at some of those TV ratings and what they generate without Texas and Oklahoma, Carl, I find it hard to believe that they would gain much by adding some of these other markets other than more mouths to feed. So what's the downside of staying at eight? You know, the same decision they made, I guess it was three, three summers ago at this time when, you know, the big 12, you know, put out the, you know, apply here if you're interested and 19 or 20, different universities apply for membership uh, with the big 12 as they you know, determined whether they wanted to stay as a 10 team league after, you know, losing Texas A&M and, and, uh, and Missouri, uh, or do they go to 12 and they went through a lengthy, lengthy process and resulted in, and they talked to you know, multiple television partners. And the conclusion was that they were just as valuable as a 10 team league as bringing in any of those 19 who applied, including, you know, our Boise state Broncos. Uh, and that was the decision the big 12 made you know, three years ago at this time. So I think it's similar. Uh, and I don't believe that, that they enhance their, their existing contract with, you know, with, uh, with any of those that, that, made application three years ago, Boise State, Central Florida, Cincinnati, Houston, you know, were the kind of the, the more valuable of the, of the group. Mm-hmm. You know, have, have those schools improved their value three years later? Is Central Florida more valuable today than they were three years ago? Perhaps. You know, Houston, Cincinnati, perhaps. You know, you've said it several times here lately, Jeff, Boise State probably isn't you know, as valuable today as they were three years ago. So mm-hmm. uh, how, how does the Big 12 assess any of those, you know, that, that want to come in? On the other hand, you know, the reports are that the American Conference is, is uh, gearing up to make a run at, at as many of the Big 12 schools as they can get. And so when I mentioned, you know, this turf war, I think the, the turf war is between the Big 12 and the American and the two commissioners that uh, they're you know, trying to, one is trying to save his conference and the other is trying to, you know, keep, uh, keep uh, someone from poaching his schools and at the same time get better. It's a, uh, it's a fascinating, I think fascinating uh, set of dynamics right now. Carl, we've had schools from Texas go into Western based conferences as you, you know, better than any of us with TCU and rice and SMU, you know, and others involved. So does it make any sense for Craig Thompson to, to look at where his conference is at and talk to those schools or does everybody just kind of understand with all the money that those guys have, what do you have to offer them basically? You know, I, I think that, uh, and I, you know, I've seen some quotes from Craig in the last 24, 48 hours, but I also remember, you know, back in 2010, uh, the mountain West was reaching out to Iowa state and to Kansas state uh, when it looked like the big 12 was, you know, was uh, vulnerable at that time. And I'm sure that, you know, that Craig is making those same calls and, and has those same contacts from, you know, from his days in the, 
you know, in the old big eight that uh, my guess is that he's already made those phone calls to Kansas state and to Kansas and to, and to Iowa state uh, specifically to, uh, you know, to uh, in, in Oklahoma state inquire about letting those schools know that Mountain West is, is available as well. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, then you got to throw in the PAC 12 into this whole conversation sure. too, uh, Jeff. And, and I, I would also conclude that there aren't any of those eight Big 12 schools that would improve the Pac-12's television rights deals. With all with all due respect to you know the Texas markets, right? I I just don't believe that that the Pac-12 would would benefit enough by by taking two to get to 14 or four to get to 16, unless, you know, unless this is part of an overall bigger plan is for the big 12 to, to dissolve. But the actions of Bob Bowlesby the last 24 hours show that they're not ready to pull the plug, but if they were, you know, how do those eight schools, how are those eight schools, absorbed into the Pac-12, the Big Ten, you know, or the ACC, if the goal is to get everybody to, to 16 teams. Yeah, and everybody have to agree on that goal other than sure. the television networks, which is a, a big mystery for all of us to figure out. What are your thoughts on uh, if you were to be gambling that we're headed to four conferences of 16 or not? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think we get there. Uh, but again, it, if, if we don't get there, does the Big 12, you know, remain at eight and and still under the Big Ten, even though we know that, you know, that a month ago everybody was talking about that the Power Five and the the A five and the Power Five and uh, names are going to go away and the group mm-hmm. of five and we're going to have these 10, 10 happy, you know, happy uh, conference commissioners, you know, sitting around the table and under the same tent, uh, under the same CFP uh, umbrella. Uh, Boy, I tell you what, I mean, the, the, the damage that's been done right now, I, I don't know if that big tent is big enough for, you know, for uh, all the commissioners to, you know, to, to get along. Uh, Carl, there was a report that was finally published, the work of a former colleague, the former Missouri athletic director who was a consultant to Boise State and his, um, Mike's, you know, work on, where Boise State was at and his final recommendations on what they should do as an athletic department to the president and, and to the athletic director, Dickey. And he said, look, you can make as much or more money in the Mountain West than you could going to the uh, American. And you better get your house in order because you guys aren't competitive financially with, with where you're at. You sell some decent amount of tickets compared to the AAC. And, um, but not enough, you know, that there's not enough money in the coffers. You don't get enough from the state. And, and there's some other things pointed out. The real eye openers, maybe for some people about Boise State's financial position. What'd you take away from Mike's report? Well, I think you hit it, uh, hit it, uh, accurately, Jeff, that, uh, you know, Boise State, uh, has not, uh, continued the, you know, the, the upward rise in terms of, of the, you know, the revenues put towards their athletic program. And I mean, Jeff Harson or uh, Brian Harson, you know, said it clearly that, you know, that 
Boise State football was underfunded compared to the rest of the Mountain West and that there needed to be a, a, an infusion. And, you know, I think that Mike Alden and the Alden Report, uh, you know, again, that's what you pay outside consultants to do is to, is to be an independent um, observer and an independent uh, assessment set of eyes. And I think Mike Alden hit it, uh, hit it perfectly. Hey, let me ask you this, Carl, about the conversations uh, that are going on as switch gears to the SEC for a minute, because uh, uh, you and your plan of a 16 team whack came up when people started, you know, right away, they're gripping. I, I was in Norman, Oklahoma, and they were gripping over which division of the new SEC Oklahoma would be put in and which home games they could start selling jerseys and food to as they uh, come in there to play a, a game in Norman, Oklahoma. And, you know, it was pointed out that if you line up with these divisions, it, it could be 10 years before certain schools travel to other schools. It's not that robust of a system and that the old whack inspired pod system may be the better way to go where you have sets of four. I don't know if you saw that Carl. And when you went through the work with you and, and all your lieutenants, you know, how you guys could explain the, the pod to us. Well, it, uh, let's put it this way. The, the 10 presidents who made the decision to go to 16 teams in the spring of 1994 uh, did it without even looking at a map. <laughs> and they, they did not recognize that there was not going to be a, a natural north, south, or east, west division. And when they handed off that 16-team you know, league to me, and the athletic directors to make it work, that was the first, you know, the assumption was it was two divisions, north, south, or east, west. And uh, it, uh, it just didn't, it didn't, uh, didn't materialize because it wouldn't work. And some of the same reasons that they're everybody, everybody wants to play BYU every year. Sure. Or, you know, and whether it's home or away and, and everybody still wanted to be in the same division that, you know, that BYU was in, which uh, resulted in a, a pretty, creative uh, alternative that that came from an athletic director it came from Rudy Davalos the athletic director in New Mexico who suggested the the four groups of four that uh, that were geographically connected even though the the entire conference stretched from you know Tulsa to Honolulu and Houston <laughs> to Laramie um, but uh, you know so the four the four quads the four pods were uh, were established and uh, you know, from a football standpoint, the football coaches liked it, Jeff. They, they really did. It, uh, the, the, the whack did not crumble because of that it wasn't working in football. Um, we had some pretty high-profile basketball coaches, Rick Majerus and Billy Tubbs and Dave Bliss at New Mexico, who were adamantly opposed to the quad system for basketball. And, and it was those coaches that uh, were the ones who went to their presidents and their athletic directors and, and demanded that we, we create divisions. Well, guess what? Those 16 schools, two years later, you know, still had the same geographic uh, misalignment. So there was still not a, a divisional approach that was going to work. But, uh, um, you know, I, and again, I don't know how much work the SEC did in advance to see you know, where Oklahoma and Texas would uh, would be placed, you know, in divisions, uh, whether or not it was you know, 
something agreed upon. Does, does Texas and Oklahoma know already what division they're going to be in? But, um, you know, flexibility and creativity is, I think, is going to be necessary to, you know, again, to, you can't make everybody happy. But one thing I've, I've learned is that uh, it, it can't, it can't be 55% either. I mean, there's got to be a, a significant, uh, you know, super majority that, uh, that needs to happen. Well, I'm sure in their case, Carl, everybody, as you pointed out, wants to play Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, uh, Georgia, Florida, right? And <laughs> they're going to have a lot of work to get that all sorted out. But I guess if you were to wave your wand and, and really put on that cap, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're just going to play this out till 25? The Big 12 won't expand. The SEC will absorb two. And everybody else will say, there's not enough value. We're not going to rise any group of five schools up because they don't bring enough to the table. They only generate 800,000 viewers or less on their games. We're not doing it. I think the odds, I think the money should be put there, but I may be wrong. No, I, I think that that's a, that is a, uh, a reasonable outcome that, that, that it, nothing, nothing else happens, that there's no, there's no trickle down. Everybody's talking about the trickle down and the, and the domino effect that, um, you know, there may not be, I think where the money, I think where the money comes in Jeff, and where the potential is that, that the 12 team playoff that has been suggested proposed and, and the people who have calculated what that is worth, they are also have done the calculations on what a 16 team, you know, pure NFL type of a playoff system looks like. And there's even more money in that. So does this realignment of the SEC to 16 teams and the possibility of four 16-team leagues get to a larger postseason? And that the four individual conferences own their own regular season rights, mm -hmm. but that the postseason revenue is so great that the other three conferences find their additional revenue in the postseason and not the regular season. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, thanks for the clarity, Carl. It's uh, always good to talk to you. My pleasure, Jeff. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Kingdom of Pod on the Believe Podcast Network brought to you by Ben Online. Uh, every week we take a look at Boise State football. Thanks to Carl Benson for joining me and all his perspective with camp starting. We'll be able to have, uh, hopefully, frankly, no news coming from Boise State would be better. If you're a fan, you don't want injury news. You don't want fights, disagreements, and all that stuff. Let's just hope it's clean. Uh, but we'll be here to talk about it. We'll talk to you uh, next week here on the Believe Podcast Network with the Kingdom of Pod. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.